Gap Year universe. I'm Julia Rogers. And I'm Margot Brookfield. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. Today, you're going to hear from Emma Hume, who participated in American Conservation Experience, or ACE, during her Gap Year. Margot, you spoke with Emma. Can you tell us a little bit about your interview with her? Yes. So I had a pleasure of speaking with Emma a few weeks ago here now, and she had a really unique experience during her gap time. So um, a more of a non-traditional gap year, she did take her gap time post-college and actually post being in the workforce a little bit to just recenter and try something different. So she headed to Arizona for what she thought was going to be just a three-month stint with ACE that turned into nearly a year of service with them. So this is a super inspiring organization. I actually had not heard of them before this interview, but was absolutely, you know, taken away with the opportunities that are available through them. It is certainly a low-cost option for aspiring gappers out there. It is, as an AmeriCorps program or branch of AmeriCorps, you do get room and board in exchange for your volunteer time, as well as a living stipend and an education award at the end of your service. So Emma tells us a little bit about how her first three months with them led to extending her service multiple times and ultimately uh, brought her to this current new adventure that she has embarked upon just a couple weeks ago right after our interview. That's awesome. I love that we're highlighting um, a branch of the AmeriCorps programming because I think that they really do offer such a wide variety and if you are from anywhere outside of the region that you get to travel in through ACE or other programs like it, you get to see a a different culture, a different culture in our own country, which is so neat, as well as all the skills you gain. I saw pictures of Emma using a chainsaw, um, lifting huge, huge rocks and stuff like that. So just the experiences you have um, really are are super neat. And I think that the, you know, some of the skill set that you gain is going to be extendable through your entire lifetime. So I can't wait to hear more about it and wanted to thank everybody for being here today. All right, let's get to it. Thanks for listening. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Joining us today on the podcast, we have Emma Hume, who participated in the American Conservation Experience during her gap year, an organization that works to coordinate and train volunteers to undertake environmental restoration projects in America's national parks, forests, wildlife refuges, and other public lands. So Emma, thank you so much for joining us today on the pod. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we chatted a bit before this. I think what you've done, what you've done with your first gap year, has been incredibly unique. I actually hadn't, hadn't heard of ACE as it goes by um, until until getting connected with you for this podcast recording. So yeah, just to jump back a little bit, I think it it takes a lot of uh, independence and maturity to choose a gap year option. So what initially drove you to choose taking a gap year at all? Yeah. So um, I'm actually 26 years old. I'm a little bit older than probably your average gap year participant. Um, But so I graduated college back in December of 2015 and moved back home with my parents. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, I ended up just kind of falling into this job. I ended up being an assistant kindergarten teacher for two years um, in Atlanta, which was a lot of fun, but I felt kind of stagnant. And looking back on that period, I always tell people that I had kind of found myself in a very comfortable rut where I wasn't necessarily unhappy, but I didn't really feel like I was going anywhere and I kind of needed something to jumpstart my transition. So I told the school that I wasn't going back for a third year. um, And as soon as I did that, I realized like, all right, I have to find something. So I didn't really know where to start. Um, 
I did just some like general Googling, um, but I didn't really know what I was looking for. So after a couple of months, um, my mom, one of her friends has a daughter who discovered the Center for Interim Programs, um, which is this really awesome organization. And this woman named Jane runs it and they basically work with you. They give you a 90 minute um, free consultation before you sign up for them. Um, but so I talked to Jane for, you know, 90 minutes before I signed up and she was just really, really great at helping me figure out um, what it was that I was interested in and, you know, who I wanted to work with and where I wanted to be and just all of the s small things that I cared about that I wasn't even really thinking about when I was doing the research for myself. So finding interim programs really, really helped me. So I decided that I wanted to work with them. Um, so Jane then helped me. She has just a bunch of contacts in so many different fields. Um, so she and I worked together and she was the one who set me up with ACE um, because I had told her that I love to be outdoors. Um, I love camping. I love hiking. Something specific, I love working with people of my own age. When I was working in the kindergarten, I found myself every day surrounded with five-year-olds and then typical teacher demographic was older women. So I wasn't ever around people my own age, which I really missed. So yeah, ACE kind of ticked all of the boxes basically. Um, and so I found ACE, I applied, I did an interview, I got accepted. And three weeks later, I was out in Flagstaff, Arizona for orientation. Wow, what a whirlwind. I can only imagine. And how great that you were connected with Interim because I know that, you know, their whole team, Jane and Jason, they're such useful resources for gap year planning. And I don't know if you've even referred to this as a gap year, um, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, they're for an interim year or whatever you might want to call it, they're very useful resources. So I guess before that, did you have any inkling that you were interested in conservation or land management? Or did you just know, I like to be outside, I love the environment? this feels like a good fit or was there a purpose behind your choosing of this program? Yeah. So, um, in high school, I had done a little bit of volunteering with trees Atlanta, which is an organization in Atlanta where I grew up, um, where they every Saturday plant trees around the city of Atlanta. So, you know, that's pretty low key compared to what I've been doing the past year, but I always really enjoyed those Saturdays, you know, just literally working with my hands and getting my hands in the dirt and hanging out with, other people who wanted to be there doing the same thing. But other than that, I um, my college degree is in European studies, so not um, related to conservation at all. But yeah, I just, I knew that I loved being outdoors. Um, I had been a trip leader at a summer camp, um, so I had experienced a little bit of how when a group of people is outdoors together, there's just kind of an instant camaraderie that happens. And that's like my favorite thing. I just, I love group teamwork and camaraderie. And um, I just always find that being outdoors with people for an extended period of time really um, encourages that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny how you fall into these things and it feels like the right fit. And I'm sure it has likely changed your opinions or, or path in some way, which we can certainly get to. But I definitely want to hear a little bit more about the actual experience 
with ACE. So you said you're based in Flagstaff, Arizona. So, you know, just the structure of the program and such, you know, from looking online, it looks like there's longer term volunteers and then maybe core members. How do all of the different roles interact and what exactly were you tasked with during your time with them? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned to you when we spoke earlier, I originally signed up for a three month term. Um, so ACE falls under the umbrella of um, AmeriCorps cores um, under that network. So they refer to the terms in hours actually. So 450 hours is approximately three months and then 900 would be six months. So I signed up for a 450 hour term and that was just as a core member. So the typical schedule at ACE in Flagstaff um, is called an 8-6 where you'll work for eight days in a row, and then you have six days in a row off. Um, so it's a pretty intense schedule, and each of those eight days is a 10-hour day, so you end up working 80 hours in eight days, which sounds like a lot, um, and it is. Um, it is, don't get me wrong, it is a lot of work, but then you get six full days off, so um, I really grew to love that schedule. Um, there are a couple of different schedules. There's four threes where you work for four and then you have three off, but almost all of my projects were eight sixes. Um, so there was a lot of variation. Oh, and I'll tell you a little bit of the terminology um, you and the listeners might not be familiar with. So I'll call these hitches. Um, that's the eight day period of time that we would be out working. It's called a hitch. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> um, but so I had a lot of variation in my hitches. Um, so I would go all over Arizona. A couple of my friends had hitches in uh, New Mexico or Nevada, Utah. So really all over the Southwest. And I got to do so much cool different work. Um, it's hard to even like list everything that I did. Um, but I think probably the coolest thing that I got to do was um, I was working in Saguaro National Park, um, which I highly recommend. It is beautiful. I also recommend going in the winter. Um, very hot there during the summer. But we were working on constructing an equestrian trail. Um, so we were putting in these enormous stone steps. So the steps themselves are probably about the size of mini fridges. So really, really, really big rocks. Um, so we were out there one day and we had found this perfect rock, but it was actually twice the size that we needed it to be. It was huge. So um, we typically have a system to split big rocks like that where you drill really deep holes into the rocks and then you put these things called feathers and wedges, which um, you then hammer into the holes and it splits open the rock. Um, that's a lot of manual labor for a really big rock though. So what I got to do um, I got to put two sticks of dynamite in the drill holes and I had the rest of the core members clear the trail and um, there's a little, you know, pole trigger system. So I drew the line out away from the rock and um, my supervisor said, all right, now on the count of three, I want you to yell, fire in the hole. <laughs> so I did that. I counted down from three and I yelled, fire in the hole and yank the string and boom the rock um split in half so that was definitely the most dramatic moment on the trail that i had wow um, yeah so i mean how many times in your life are you going to be required to yell fire in the <laughs> hole for your job probably not many <laughs> yeah that was 
That was a lot of fun. I got a kick out of that. Awesome. So yeah, I guess who were you working with or how are the cohorts put together where you're being placed for your hitches and stuff? Yeah, so um, Flagstaff, so ACE itself has um, several different branches around the country. They have one in Puerto Rico and um, one in Asheville, North Carolina, um, Texas and Utah and California and a bunch of different places. Um, but Flagstaff is the headquarters. So that branch has the most core members. Um, so there's about a hundred core members. Um, and each hitch will have about eight different core members. So on any given hitch, I could be with, you know, people I'd never met before or people that I had previously been on hitch with. It was always kind of a gamble. Um, and the age group for ACE is 18 through 35. So I pretty much fall in the middle of that being 26. Um, so yeah, I would work on a team with um, about seven other people and we would have a crew leader. And um, as you mentioned, ACE partners with a bunch of different federal organizations. So um, when I got to do that cool dynamite, we were working with Saguaro National Park. Um, so we would have someone who worked with the national park would project or sorry partner with ace um and they would come out into the field and work with us so we would get you know side by side hands-on experience with those organizations which was amazing um so i got to work with you know nps the forest service um a wildlife refuge out in lake havasu um just a bunch of different departments and organizations that I was able to work with, which is awesome. Um, so I definitely feel really lucky for having been able to work with such a wide range of organizations and also people. I imagine. And so it sounds like your day-to-day -day tasks obviously weren't always blowing up rocks with dynamite. It sounds like it was quite varied. Is that true? Did you, did you feel like, was it each hitch you were kind of doing something different? Yeah, so um, I would say trail work um either maintenance or construction is um the most general thing that i did but within that could mean um something is called digging tread or making a bench so that's where you're out in the wilderness where there is no trail at all and you want to make one so you take trail tools and you literally dig a trail um, usually into a hillside um, so I got to do that. I did that in Sedona, Arizona. Um, I built a mountain biking trail with several crews. That was really, really cool. Um, and let's see, I got to do a lot of rock work. So that's what I was doing in Saguaro National Park. Um, I also got to do, I worked in Tonto National Forest in Arizona. Um, and we got to build it was a horse trail and it was really cool rock work that we were doing. We were basically making like an organized cobblestone path. Um, so when it was completed, it looked very natural, but the actual construction of it was very um, delicate and complicated to make it look natural. Um, let's see, we got to, uh, I got to do some herbicide. Um, so that's for removing invasive species, um, which is a huge problem in the Southwest. Um, plants out there are really vulnerable because there's, you know, not lots of lush ecosystems or anything. So when an invasive species comes in, um, it puts the other natural plants at a really high risk. So um, the actual work of herbicide isn't super glamorous. You know, you're working with chemicals. Um, 
but knowing that we're protecting the environment in the end um, feels really good. Um, let's see. I, so I personally never got to be chainsaw trained. Um, that wasn't offered during the time that I was there, but several of my friends did get to be saw trained. So I have watched them do that and it's very cool. Wow. So is that for like taking trees out or where, what exactly are they tasked with once they're chainsaw trained? Yeah. So, um, something that is of huge importance in the Southwest is, um, fire protection and management. Um, so we will have thinning crews go out and they will go through the forest and, um, like botanists and tree experts have already got out into these forests and selected trees that should be felled. Um, so that's basically just thinning out the potential fuel for these huge wildfires that come tearing through the Southwest. Um, so it's, you know, it's kind of sad to have to cut down these trees, but in the end we're saving millions and millions of trees by doing it. So, um, that's a, that's a pretty big project that's constantly going on in the Southwest is fuel reduction. Yeah, I can only imagine, um, especially with the past few years, which have been so fire heavy, especially last year. And so another question, I guess, is I know that with typically with AmeriCorps programs, my understanding is that there's you're given a stipend and you're kind of maybe you're given housing or just enough to live on. Is there any sort of stipending program for ACE or what does that look like as far as housing and affordability if someone's looking at this program? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, we do receive a living stipend. Um, it's biweekly, and um, housing is provided the whole time. The whole time you're there, um, when you're on hitch, you have your own tent. They supply you with the tent, and then when you're off hitch, there's um, housing in downtown Flagstaff. And um, by no means is the housing glamorous. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like being back in a freshman dorm, but um, I mean, Flagstaff's an incredible city, and to have my rent be paid for there is pretty awesome. Um, and AmeriCorps also supplies food for you while you are on hitch. Um, so while you're back in Flagstaff, you're responsible for paying for your own food, um, but the stipend really helps with that. So um, yeah. Wow, yeah, I mean, certainly a, an affordable option, it seems, um, as with all AmeriCorps programs, I think, for being able to take gap time and, and make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so I guess, I'm sure there's a difference between, I mean, there is a huge difference between taking, if you want to call it gap time or, or bridge time, whatever you might want to term it, after college versus right after high school. How do you feel like that impacted your experience or do you now wish that you had also taken a gap year between high school and college or what was the benefit to you of taking that time for yourself later on with more experience under your belt? Yeah, it's funny you ask that because I was actually just thinking about that this morning. I am so glad <laughs> I took this gap year. I'm so proud of myself for doing it. It was really scary. I didn't know anybody in Arizona. Um, but like looking back on it, I keep telling people like it was the best decision I've ever made. I am a completely different woman than I was last October. Um, everybody should do it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so freeing and empowering. And, um, you know, like I didn't, know if I was going to like it or not, but I did it and um, it was great. Um, but I do think all the time about what would have happened if I had done this between high school and college. Um, you know, if I had 
done ACE for six months and then gone to college, would I have decided to do European studies or would I have been, um, you know, inspired to do something more environmentally based? Um, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think a gap year probably would have been fun, but I am here where I am today because of the choices that I did make. And, um, you know, for me, that involved not doing a gap year after high school. And I think it's probably really great for a lot of people. I have a lot of friends from ACE who were doing the, you know, classic gap year between high school and college. And I think they all really, really benefited from it. I'm eight years older than them, so not that much older, but I do have a little bit of perspective. Um, you know, I've been their age and I feel like I really got to see them grow a lot, like step into the role that they signed up for. So that, you know, I'm 26 and I also so wholly and fully benefited from this gap year experience. So I think it's good for anybody. I don't think you're ever too young or too old to do this kind of experience. And I think, you know, yeah, things happen for a reason and work out the way they're supposed to. And you might not have ended up doing this particular experience on a traditional gap year and you might not have done it now. You know, those things work out the way they're supposed to. I, I certainly believe that. So you ended up doing, I know you extended, you did six months with ACE, which I imagine ended earlier this spring. What have you been filling your time with since then? Yes. So my six month term with ACE in Flagstaff did end. That ended on April 27th was my official end date. Um, however, during my last two months of that, I had been you know, thinking about, okay, what's next? And I found out that ACE has kind of a separate summer um, program in Boulder, Colorado. So that sounds amazing. I've never been to Colorado, but it looks beautiful and everybody that I know there loves it. Um, so I decided to apply for that and I was accepted. So after my six month term in Flagstaff, wrapped up. I went home for two weeks and then went right back to Flagstaff for training and orientation. And then my crew and I went up to Boulder and started that project. And the whole Boulder thing was a lot different. So it was very different in a lot of ways. So in Flagstaff, I was living with, you know, a hundred other people and going on eight day hitches out in the wilderness, camping the whole time. And going to different places generally for each hitch. Um, whereas in Boulder, we were just one crew. Um, we were seven people total, crew leader and project manager included. So there were five core members, myself included. Um, and it was just us. We were the only crew um, in Boulder and we were all there for four months. Um, we all lived in a house together, so we never actually camped uh, for work, at least. Um, we never camped for work during those four months. We would come back from our work site every night and, you know, cook dinner at the house and sleep at the house. And a really big change for me was um, we were working at the same pro on the same project for the entire four months. So we were at the same work site every single day, working on the same project every single day. Um, so that was a big change for me. And at first, when I first signed up and I found out that I wasn't going to be, you know, traveling around, I was a little hesitant. I thought that I might, you know, kind of get sick of it after a while because I was just used to bouncing around. Um, but I found that working at a site for, you know, an extended period of time 
you really start to feel ownership of it, like just total pride. And um, so it was a lot different, um, both in, you know, living aspects, having a house every day instead of camping for eight days in a row. And then also um, working at the same place every day. But it was good. I enjoyed Boulder just as much as Flagstaff, just two very different setups. And two amazing um, places. <laughs> and two incredible places. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I couldn't say better things about Boulder or Flagstaff. They're both awesome, awesome cities. Oh, my gosh. So you really did spend almost a full year, it sounds like, with ACE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about 10 and a half months. Yeah. And I only originally signed up for three. So <laughs> <laughs> obviously you liked it. <laughs> obviously I liked it. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, I mean, yeah, it certainly speaks a, a lot to the program and what all they're doing. The fact that you continue to renew your terms and, and do different things with them. I mean, I'm sure you have a pretty deep understanding of the organization at this point and all that that, that entails, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think, what do you think was your biggest challenge of those 10 and a half months with ACE? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I think I think my biggest challenge was also something that I would now consider like something that I've most improved in. Um, and I would say that that is just feeling confident and independent always. So I would say before I got to ACE, you know, and I was in my comfort zone with people that I knew in a place that I was familiar with. I was very confident and independent and able to be myself and able to express myself. But when I was outside of my comfort zone, I might be like questioning myself or, um, you know, socially withdrawn. Um, I'm an introvert, so that's just kind of in my nature, but um, it was more of an anxious withdrawal instead of just naturally um, chilling. But anyway, so um, I really found that with the kind of work and environment that ACE provides, it's just very like raw and vulnerable. Um, You know, you're out in the wilderness with people that you might never have met before and you're working really, really hard. Um, And it might be scary um, and not every day is great, but you know, I found that if I was able to do that and have fun, that I could do anything. And I just found that like meeting so many people and hearing so many people's stories just really opened me up to wanting to meet more people like them. And I think ACE really attracts a certain type of person. Um, I mean, everyone who I met was just so cool and, you know, interested in the outdoors and everyone there kind of jokes that, um, you know, we're all there because none of us really know what we're doing with our lives. So um, we're kind of giving this a go and um, I don't know there's just like I mentioned there's a sense of camaraderie and yeah, I don't know I just feel like I was able to really come into myself and I actually I just so I just got back to Atlanta a couple days ago and before that I was doing a two and a half week road trip just by myself um, across the country and if you had told me a year ago that I would be able to do that I don't think I would have believed you but I had a great time. I went to some incredible places that I never thought I'd be able to go to. I was never scared or lonely. I just, I don't know, I had a great time because I feel like I know myself so much better after going through all of these experiences. 
That is incredible. I feel like that's it in a nutshell, right? Like the the independence and just that comfort with yourself. And it sounds like it gave you so much. I mean, that is just, that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so these experiences that you've had with ACE, how do you feel it has shaped? I mean, obviously we can talk about what you're leaving to go to this coming week, which is very exciting, but how has this experience with ACE shaped your path moving forward? Like, do you have different goals now as far as what you want to pursue for a career or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I now feel pretty confident in saying that I'd like to pursue some kind of career in, um, you know, environmental studies or ecology or conservation, something in that very general arena, um, which, you know, I didn't know that before. I was pretty, um, not lost, but just kind of floating, not really sure what it was that I wanted. So I feel really, really, really good about, um, you know, having kind of narrowed it down and at least gotten one step closer to figuring out what it is that's really going to fulfill me, um, professionally at least. And, um, Yeah, so I think, you know, doing the work has shown me that that kind of work is something that I really enjoy. Um, But then also just being able to travel so much and meet so many different people and travel with so many people has really made me excited to continue to push myself in terms of getting outside my comfort zone. Um, Because I feel like I'm not scared of it anymore. I crave it and... Yeah, I just find it to be really exciting to jump into new places with new people and and to feel comfortable doing that. That's awesome. So speaking of jumping outside your comfort zone a little bit, you want to share with everyone what your next adventure is for this second sort of gap year? Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> um, let's see, in five days, I will be flying to Auckland, New Zealand. I got a holiday work visa almost a year ago. So um, I'm going over there. Um, I don't know anyone there. um, But Jane uh, at Interim Programs helped me find I will be doing my first month in uh, New Zealand. I'll be working at Mana, um, which is a yoga retreat and organic farm. So I'll be volunteering there, kind of similar to ACE. Um, I won't be paid directly, but they will house me and feed me. So Um, It was awesome that Jane was able to help me set up something so that when I first get there, you know, I have something in place. I don't need to worry about finding a job. Um, So that'll get me through my first month. And then after that, I have no plans. Um, I'm just going to wing it. Um, I've talked to a bunch of people who have been to New Zealand before and kind of done what I'm about to do. And they've all said, you know, once you get there, you will meet so many people, you'll talk to so many people who are doing different things. And, you know, word of mouth is the way to go. You'll just, you'll find something, it will be great. Um, There's so many cool people there doing the same things that you are, and you'll be totally fine. It'll be a great time. And I've actually also had a bunch of people say, like, you know, you'll probably never come back. It's incredible there. So... You never know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that certainly sounds like the dream. And I you know one of my biggest bucket list items is to buy a plane ticket somewhere without, you know, I think with the beginning plans, but then being able to just kind of go where the wind blows you after that. So, I mean, cheers to you for taking that leap. I think especially heading off into the international realm on your own is certainly a different ball game and, and one which I think will 
bring all kinds of new adventures in the second year. So that's amazing. Um, and so lastly, I guess, just what would you say is your biggest tip or piece of advice for somebody who is considering ACE for their gap time or even just taking gap time at all? Um, let's see. So I would say in terms of just taking gap time at all, absolutely go for it. Uh, I, when I first signed up, you know, I was pretty nervous, um, which is why I originally only signed up for three months. You know, I figured, all right, I think I'm going to like this, but I don't know. So I'll sign up for three months. I can do anything for three months, even if it's the worst thing in the world. I'll make it and it'll be fine. Um, so I did and I ended up staying more than three times that length of time because I loved it so much. Um, so, you know, the same thing could happen for you. And in terms of volunteering for ACE, I would say um, get ready to go eight days without showering. I had never done that before. I did not know what that was going to be like. And it is dirty. Um, so know that that is a thing but yeah i would just say go into it with an open mind um you're going to be doing tasks that are really hard and things that you've never done before um but everyone else there is right along there with you you know everyone is there to learn and to get better and i think that's why the camaraderie that i found is so strong um you know i've made friends at ace that i know i'll be friends with those people for the rest of my life easily so yeah, I would just say, you know, this sounds cliche, but go in with an open mind and just willing to um, have experiences that you might not ever have even imagined um, because that's pretty much what I did and it led me here today. And I'm, I just feel very fulfilled and happy and grateful and um, I feel like I've come a long way, so. Wow, that is certainly inspirational. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Emma. It's been really great to just hear about your experiences and share with the listeners out there how impactful this experience can be. Like I said, I had not heard of ACE before today and so um, or before connecting with you. And so I think just bringing awareness to this really meaningful organization is invaluable. I just, I hope that everyone who is even kind of considering a gap year will go for it because it changed my life and I know it can change other lives as well. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, so for those of you out there who are looking to learn a little bit more about ACE, you can find them online at usaconservation.org or on Facebook and Instagram at American Conservation Experience. You can find us uh, here at Gap Year Radio on Instagram and Facebook at Gap Year Radio or online at gapyearradiopodcast.com. And you can email us your gap year questions or comments at gapyearradio at gmail.com. And lastly, you can download our show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you have a moment, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can discover Gap Year Radio. And for you, Emma, we have been in the past trying to sign off our pods every time in a different foreign language. So I don't know if you have any foreign languages under your belt that we could give a go, or maybe a common phrase used at ACE or something to bid farewell to the listeners. Si, hablo español. Ah, que bueno. <laughs> We'd like to say thank you and goodbye. <laughs> si, muchísimas gracias y adios. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Bye.